controversial sports talk podcast for all things Detroit sports and sports worldwide. Here are your hosts, Tony, Joey, Frank, and Gerard, four lifelong friends born and raised in South Detroit. Five, four, Revolutionary Sports Front, episode 23, and wow, is the only thing I can say as we saw all four of us stand together on a holiday Monday. Happy Labor Day, gentlemen. Happy Labor Day. Uh, we're on the clock, but we're, I say we get paid double today. What do you guys think? Double time? Uh, what's double of nothing? <laughs> okay, two zeros. No, but in all seriousness, guys, it was an insane weekend of sports, and all we can do is sit here and reflect and talk about it the best we can but there is so much uh, Michigan went out and 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 took Hawaii to the shed Michigan State got by Furman which is, we found out is in South Carolina and <laughs> man uh, Notre Dame what happened to them I I don't wish upon anybody and Joe's gonna get into that other great games top 10 teams dropping like flies it's game week for the NFL there's all kinds of stuff going on, but I mean, there's bum, no, bum, bum, bum. there's really no way of getting around it. And like I said, I've been a, I've been to a lot of Lions games and heartbreaking games over over my time. Joe, break break down what happened last night for us and tell us how you're feeling because that was insane. Well, you want to know how I'm feeling? It's pretty shitty, so I'll get that out of the way. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Texas being at home, uh, having that energy. Um, you know, that, that definitely helped them. And then they had a fucking game plan, man. They, uh, they were ready to go. Um, how about that 18 they, wheeler? They, they came out. I actually do like that. Yeah, in the they, game. yeah they, they had, uh, they, they had a plan, man. They had a plan inside the red zone. They had a big package with, uh, with swoops. Uh, it's the first, first college game he's ever done anything in four years. Um, and then they had the rookie uh, coming in with That's a big a nice arm. Little backhanded compliment, Joe. I like that. It's a good way to <laughs> your team loses. I, I I I get it. You're hurting. You're hurting. But hey, well, uh, I mean, how I many mean, touchdowns you rush for? Three, four. What's up? How many touchdowns you rush for? Save it. You're not. You're not even a Texas fan, Joe. Shut up. So uh, fire up anyways, the horns. Anyways, uh, I think I think they had a good game plan though. They noticed there's some secondary guys missing from the game. Um, the two, the two, uh, suspended players and then an, another injury. Um, so their, their plan was to simply just throw it deep and, and it, it worked. Uh, it probably should have been more cause Texas dropped a couple wide open. Um, but then in the second half, Notre Dame came out. Um, well, the second half actually started out pretty crappy for them. But then after that, uh, they, they, they turned it on, opened up the playbook, stuck with Kaiser, which I think they should have done all game. He had two scores in the first half, and they, they should have just stuck with Kaiser after that. Um, they ended up sticking with Kaiser. They, they opened up the playbook, and then once they got a lead, they, they kind of just, like, went internal and, uh, and and got conservative. And that was, to me, that was the biggest mistake was was the, the play calling at the end and then uh, and then tried to turn it back on for overtime when Texas was going in overtime red hot, and uh, and that's all she wrote. So. I don't know how you can talk about the game, Joe, and skip the whole freaking cribbed extra point that tied it up. Only reason why I went to overtime right there. That was an amazing yeah, that was, play. That was, that was that was a good play. That was also kind of fortunate, you know. What I mean, like, I yeah. like like those type of things. It's like, yeah, like it's it's sports, it's life. You can't account for that. And it's like that was awesome. I was I was pretty excited because that that meant all we really would have had to do is just burn the clock and kick a field goal. 
But once again, it goes back to the conservative play calling. Two straight series after we had just like gone down for four unanswered scores, pretty much. Um, we we had we had nothing. We we could have gotten some momentum back from that returned uh, at, you know extra point, and, and they they didn't they didn't do anything. They ran like the, the the simplest plays. They didn't they didn't keep opening up the playbook and, and went go for the kill shot. They just got uh they got conservative, and I I think. Uh, I think Notre Dame they should have checked their ego and and and, and you know gone for the the throat stomp instead of uh in, instead of just trying to burn clock and and work you know work it perfectly they're they're not they're not Alabama as you know much I mean? as I uh, kind of want to come out here and make fun of Notre Dame Joe because in two weeks I there's a good chance you're able to do it to me when Notre Dame beats Michigan State most likely you know Texas has been waiting for this game set literally since last year ended that's all they've been watching is film of them getting blown out to start last season in South Bend. They've been a game plan. They got this new freshman quarterback, Duchnell, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Bouchelle. 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 Yeah, he looks pretty damn good. And their game plan, they ran it up the middle. They ran it with the 18-wheeler package and uh, swoops. And then just threw it deep to athletes on the outside. And as you can tell, most of those athletes can't catch the ball because they're dropping it left and right. But the guys were open, just speeding past the secondary Notre Dame. And I think this Notre Dame made adjustments in the second half. I Well, not right away because obviously they hit that 80-yarder coming out of that break. But then they made adjustments and... Texas turned into the same Texas we know and love, and they blew a 17-point lead in the matter about what seemed like real-time 15 minutes. I'll tell you what I noticed, man, and those are all great points, but I, I, I happened to watch the whole game. I'm going to give a little more of a broad take on it. You know, when it comes to Notre Dame, look, the talent is there. You see it. Okay, they came out, and they got smacked in the mouth a little bit by Texas, and I think it shocked the hell out of them. And I'm just, like I said, I'm giving a broad sense. So they come, they make a rally, they come back, and then, you know, they get that fortunate play. But Texas did their thing again, and if you watch overtime, it, that's what overtime is, goes to double overtime. It came down to who wanted it more, man. And I think Notre Dame overall, obviously with their ranking going into the game, is more talented, and there's a lot of studs that are there. But character-wise and player-wise, Texas bring it, and they wanted it more, and that's who won the game. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to – I texted it in the group text. I'm just going to bring it up once with that play in the end zone. It represents all the stuff we talked about last week with the character issues and the arrests and the suspensions and the people getting released from the team. It doesn't always have to be talent. In a game at like college football, when games are going to be close, there's going to be shootouts. Guys like that aren't always necessarily going to bring it. Bring the it. And it seems like Texas brought that in, and that's why they came out on top, and it pretty much cost Notre Dame their season. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the point I was trying to make, Frankie. This this was Texas's Super Bowl. If they went out and lost this, it would have been same old Texas, another year of this crap. But this was everything for Texas. And to Notre Dame, they went on the road. It was too hot for them. They were cramping up on the sidelines. They weren't ready for that kind of summer Texas heat. And heat and more I, it's than the, one Pretty much the perfect storm for they were walking into week one, honestly. Because Texas was playing with nothing – if you're out there running just streaks and throwing it up there crazy against Bama, that's just getting picked every time. You know what I mean? And think like, about it for Notre Dame fan like Texas Joe. Texas had nothing to lose. Think about it for a Notre Dame fan like Joe. To come out there and put your heart and soul into the game that early in the season, I mean, unless something crazy happened, which you can never put it past in college football, in a blink of an eye, for one game by those character guys, it costs, It could pretty much cost them the entire season from that. I think it'll be a topic for a little bit later in the show, but yeah, I don't want to overreact too much to week one, but well, with man, the well, Houston win. That's a huge loss. You know, I know I'm with you. I think that, I think that with so, Houston beating Oklahoma, you pretty much have to have, you can't have any more than one loss. There's a good chance Notre Dame picks up one in the next 11 games. As oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Michigan State, as much as I joke around, they'll probably have it together by, by then. What I mean by have it together, we're about to talk about. But they got to play them, and it, I'm sorry, Joe. That's I mean, all I can say. I'm not going to pick on you. I, I'm, I feel bad. As a fan of neither team, I just personally want anybody 
I just root for underdogs in all these games unless I have some kind of dog in the fight, and I don't in this one, so I was rooting for Texas. But you well, yeah, t- I hate Notre Dame too. Texas like. played the way – my best comparison would be in college basketball when a 15 seed like Middle Tennessee State beats Michigan State. They just jack up threes. That's what they were doing. They are hoisting threes with these swoops packages and 80-yard bombs. And every once in a while, that team's going to shoot like 50% clip at three, and you can't beat that, and you can't defend that, and there's nothing you can really do. Like Texas was going out there. They had a great game plan. Boosh now looks like the fucking man, and uh, well, Joe, hold on. Joe kind of broke down the game like in a, in a statistical sense, but I mean, come on, Joe, you're the fan. I mean, what do you do now? Do you just hope for a good bowl game, or are you just still hoping for a long shot, or what is the put us in the mind of Notre Dame fan because you kind of represent I mean, for this show. I mean, I'm I mean, I care less. obviously, I obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna root till the day we die. Um, and and if there's one thing about college football and the way I mean, even even with the four playoff spots, there's still always still controversy. And for us, you just got to hope that somehow, some way we can run the table. I mean, if, and you got to think if, if Texas did it to us in our big home games this year, why can't we do it to somebody else? Right. Yeah. No, I love uh, what you're saying. And yeah. so they lost to Nebraska last year. I said there was absolutely no shot. Even if they won out and won the big 10, I said they'd get cut and well, they ended up making the playoff. This is my thing is if Notre Dame's got to make some changes here, they got to be willing to adjust on the fly, which I think they did a poor job at, you know, you could see the packages when certain when certain personnel came out for Texas. Notre Dame should have been ready to make certain adjustments. When 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 Bichelle was on the field, they should have played a safety a little higher than normal, right? And then when when uh, when Swoops was on the field, they should have loaded nine guys in the box. He threw the ball one time, and that was it. And he and he, and he overthrew it by about twenty yards. So that that you you can't respect a pass game that when he threw when he threw the ball like that. That was that was. Pretty the, nasty. The thing is, uh, with uh, nine guys in the box, I kind of agree with that. But with the new college where you audible to the, comes from the sideline, if Swoop looks over and they have nine guys in the box, you could probably hit a streak. So you got to be careful. But I do like what you're saying. I'm just saying. Well, I, yeah, I mean that was that was obviously an over exaggeration. I'm just saying like you gotta you gotta play the run when Swoops is on the field, and you gotta play probably seventy thirty past the run when Bruchelle was on the field. And I just, uh, as long as we're talking about play styles defensively, I want to flip it over to the offensive. Joe, I was te- actually texting you about this last night. It looked like they were trying to incorporate some of like Oregon-style plays into the offense, but they weren't running with any tempo, which so, goes against them. And then they would go back to more pro-style stuff. And it's almost like offensively they don't have an identity. And the one so, time they actually, when they hit that wide open pass to uh, number six for the touchdown, you know, when he flipped into the end zone? Yeah. And that play, that was all night Texas – when they had three receivers over there, the whatever cornerback or safety, he was playing way inside, and finally they actually hit it. There's only two on that side that time, but it was a defensive breakdown. They finally actually hit the play. But most of the time when they lined up in those like Oregon-stylish offensive sets, they were just running like a draw pretty much. So what do you think so, they're going to do offensively from here? I mean, offensively, I mean, yeah, that, that sounds like an issue, man, but they also put up 35 points. So, I mean, I mean, Texas gave them, uh, had a defensive breakdown on one 29 yard run. That's 14 of them. And then they threw a pick on their own 20. That's 21 points that I can count. Do you guys, I mean, that, that's I mean, all great stuff, guys. Even still though, I mean, they, they, they scored and they, they probably should have, uh, so the play right before the concussion, the, the gadget play, they probably should have scored there. I mean, Kaiser was wide open. So, um, here's, here's my thought is. For the offense, I think it's it's plain and simple. Is they they couldn't they couldn't open up the playbook in the first half because they're running two quarterbacks. So you got to think about a practice, right? Think about a football practice. Both quarterbacks need to know the playbook. So how many times are you going to run a, a large playbook 
and have time to do everything that you want and get it all down. You got to run the same plays twice or, or three times per quarterback. So the playbook is probably not very uh, extensive. No, that's with, that's a really good the, point, Joe. I've system. always been a believer in the two quarterbacks, you got none type thing. That's why I was not looking forward to State this year. If they're going to do the whole Terry O'Connor thing when they did Cousins nickel, that wasn't good for Michigan State. On a side yeah. note, I, I don't it's, believe it's in that. Have... We'll talk about that one day. That Michigan's a perfect example of why that, that's a farce, and Harbaugh even mentions that in his post-press conference. But look, guys, I just wanted to say one more thing. We could break down tape. What, how many quarterbacks did Michigan use last year? Besides last the year, hurt, what, 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 last gonna, game. Space is going to play all year long. I'm just quoting what Harbaugh said. He, Harbaugh, if, who's if a better start, co- football mind than you, and said it in the conference is all I'm asking. I, I just was making a small point. You got a nitpick. I just wanted to interject for one second because as much as I love hearing your guys' articulate stuff, not everyone breaks down tape like we do. I was just saying that as far as the offense and defense goes, it was a high-scoring game. It went to double overtime. It could have went either way, but I'm saying back to my original point, and I just wanted to hear Joe at least acknowledge it from what I said before, is the people, including the recruiting and coaching staff for Notre Dame, and the Notre Dame players, the highly talented ones especially, need to realize that talent only goes so far, and I think a big part of that loss was their attitude and their character. That's what I wanted to say. Ah. Uh... I don't think that has much that to do with it. I think I think it was honestly more game plan. And I also, to I, the point I, with the I vote with that it's, it was a good, great game plan for Texas, and Brian Kelly couldn't make the adjustments. And I think to. one team used multiple well. quarterbacks in a good way, the winner, and one team didn't, and the Swoops loser. So if you ball. want to make that point, okay, there it Swoops is. was a glorified running back that was wildcat. I was going to get to that if you would yeah, let so me finish my two quarterbacks. One point. Swoops okay, well you're sitting here breaking down tape for ten minutes. So go ahead, finish what I take it all the way. Then I just had one more point to make. The two quarterbacks. You have none thing. Swoops wasn't really playing quarterback last night. He was playing yeah, more of an adjusted wildcat Antoine Randall L. Right. Ronnie Williams type role. Well, he was getting snaps. And all, all I was going to say is like. To okay, so when you t- uh, running back takes that makes him a quarterback when they take a wildcat snap and just run, you use 10 blockers. It's too early in the show for me to start boxing. I mean, Tony hasn't spoken once. I'd like to hear. We just what keep he has taking these little shots and then don't want to back them up. I got to get you saying Swoops was playing running back last night. He, he was playing quarterback because they used multiple quarterbacks and everyone else said they were. And they won. He threw the ball one time. Here's he, he played quarterback. Notre Dame had a tight He's end. He threw the pass one time. Does that make him a okay. quarterback? Well, he lined up behind the center and got the ball in his hand first. Call it what you want. And they, okay, when Keyshawn Marlins against Sam's State, does that make him a quarterback? That's probably more of a wildcat, but they weren't calling it that last night, Gerard. I watched the Yeah, game. they called it an 18-wheeler. I watched the entire that's game. That's their name for it. Their wildcat name is 18-wheeler. Okay, that's that, just Tony, do you have any input on this? We haven't heard you speak once. I mean, it was back and forth game. I thought okay, I take. Well, then never mind then. If, you, if, you're gonna do, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna play that game, then we'll wait to the next topic. No, listen. No, let me get was... to my point. I have a point. Okay. I couldn't get to it because Jerry interrupted me. Listen, I think if they would have gone with Kaiser for that game, it would have been much different. I think they would have had a much more wide open playbook on offense. To answer Jerry's question on offense, I think had Kaiser been the man, and they had not played Zaire at all in the second half or even the end of the second quarter, for that matter, if, if it's Kaiser all the way after that first quarter, after the two scores he made, Notre Dame, Notre Dame does a little bit better offensively. He, he played all last year. That's the best he played in a big bowl game. He, 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 you know, there's not many, really many phases that, you know, things that phase him. He, he had two, like, scoring touchdowns for the wins uh, last year, and he almost beat Stanford on a scoring drive, had the defense not blown and gave up a field goal. But that, you know, regardless – that was a long field goal, too. Kaiser can play in the big moments. Yeah, he had some NFL-type throws. That's why I think that's the best point you've yeah, made. This what the I don't – the whole Kaiser uh, – Malik, Zai, Malik Zaire is younger, right? No, he's older. Malik Zaire is older? He's a senior. 
Well, what the hell do you do with that bum out there, man? You can't throw and Dude, Kaiser OG can run. Too. Notre Dame thinks they can get away with anything. See, like they just. I just really don't get what they're, they're going gonna, with. Like I can understand if Malik Sayer was younger, so like he was going to be there. So maybe you're hoping he beat out the senior. But Kaiser has wheels too. It's not like Malik Sayer's thing is running. Kaiser thought there was a 29 yard touchdown scam. That's a long run for a quarterback. I think they just got out coached, and I can't believe I'm saying that about Charlie Strong because. Well, guys, the players, they're, I mean, maybe the coaches oh, are doing coach. the right thing. Those players probably just can't understand it based on where they're starting to recruit from. That's a whole other thing. Oh, my God. All right. Before we get fucking hey, too far into that topic, just you kicked off the airwaves. What? Uh, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that uh, ESPN's announcer made a horrible call, and ESPN's like, tweeted it or Sports Center has a bunch of times. And when he dies in the end zone, they said, Texas is back. And I want to go around the table. I don't personally believe that. I'll give my reasons later, but. I don't think that Texas is back at all. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Jerry. Uh, I think Texas, like like we already said, they, they had the entire year to plan for this game, and they had a special little 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 uh, scheme for, for Notre Dame. They, they were ready to go. Notre Dame really didn't change much from last year, and, and Texas did. They, they changed their offense. They changed how they did some things on defense. And uh, and, and really for, for Texas, I mean, you, you got to hope – I, I guess I mean for for me as a Notre Dame fan, I, I got to root for Texas the rest of the year to make it a legitimate loss, right? But for me, I hope that Texas didn't blow their wad trying to go um, trying to go 100% just for this game and this package and everything. Now every it's all on the table. Now everyone knows it. Everyone's seen it. You know what's going to happen when they play Oklahoma? What's going to happen when they play TCU? What's going to happen? You know down down the road for Texas? I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I don't. I wouldn't say they're back. I mean, I think they put most of. They kind of like you said, blew their load. I think they kind of put all, all a lot into what they had in their arsenal uh, last night in that win. But for your sake, I do hope hope they can get as many wins as possible because of what you just said. But I mean, yeah, they got some tough games as far as their their talent and their ability go. I think they got some tough games. That I see them having a sub- decent record, maybe going to a nice bowl. So I wouldn't say back like Vince Young back, but I think they're they're going to be a lot better than last year for sure. So that'll be good for you at least. That's that's the bright side you can look at from uh, as a Notre Dame fan, the only one maybe today because you guys got a big hangover today and it's not going away until at least Texas. next week. Texas plays Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Uh, Baylor's done because they have all that scandal. Yeah, right, uh, dude. Arbos, they just put up like 70. Bears, they didn't get all the Baylor rapists. came out unscathed, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, like the coaches. Well, okay, well, they still got Baylor and TCU then. So they, they still have like. Oh, Texas is going to have some losses. There's no doubt about that. But What's Tony's take on Texas? All right, Tony, I didn't mean to make fun of you last time. The floor is yours. Welcome. I was going to say, one of the things I was trying to get to in the fact that it was a back and forth game was it kind of seemed like they're both teams got really hot with momentum. And that's why I don't think Texas will have that great of a year because you have for them, it's like they have to get on a roll and score three touchdowns, but then right away they turn around, lose it, and then the game's tied up again, and that's not a recipe to have a winning season. So Texas is like the metaphorical minute man. Okay, I got you. No, yeah, that that's actually a really good point, dude. They they literally went in, they freaking jackrabbit for about <laughs> sixty seconds of college football this season. I'm not saying they're gonna make that. A they plug. might go eight. Find and, out what time it is. <laughs> they might go eight <laughs> and four or something like that. But this this freshman quarterback, he's actually really fucking good. And I like his arm strength. I I'll agree with that. So in terms of that, they actually have good quarterback play this year, which they have been lacking in years past. But their defense still blows. Like I don't know what they're really doing on defense. You're up 17 points, and at that point, I was hanging out with a couple people, and they're like, oh, it's over, and let's not watch it, the bonfire, blah, 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 this crap. I'm like, 
You don't know. Texas has a knack for blowing these things. Not freaking 15 minutes later, like I said before, Notre Dame's going in to go up 35-31. to 31. I'll tell you what saved them. Speaking of that, that's a good point. I'll tell you what saved them is they must have like a, like a good pipeline recruiting-wise for like big-ass big D linemen. Because in that overtime, man, they they were rotating them out there, and they had some decent guys coming in and out of the game. But, man, some of those fat bellies were going one hard play and making a play, and they had to get the hell That's out of there. <laughs> they had a no, rotation going on. I agree. On. I was going to kind of make that point later Seriously, with Houston. Like you said right now, half, barbecue eating mother- half of Houston's roster, we'll get to Houston in a second, is from within like 30 or miles or something like that of Houston. So you walk out of Austin, you're going to stumble into a five-star D lineman that can fucking eat. You know what I mean? And those defensive lapses, that's more on you. But even their receivers can't catch Texas. I mean, they threw a pick on their own 20. They almost blew it in Texas fashion with that guy. When they let him crib that extra point. Last year, Texas lost the game. It was, I think they were off like two or something. And their punter. Oh, to California. Yeah, their punter like fumbled the snap on the back of the end zone or some crap. Something ridiculous happened. They find a way to, to lose, even though they have all this talent right there. The problem is they do have all this talent. So every Snatching once in a while, from the you know, the moon's in the right place. Mars is covering Venus, yada, yada, yada. Neptune's down the line. Texas will win a game like this. I mean, they beat Oklahoma, a playoff team last year, you know? So the, the big thing for Texas is I don't think it's this year, but maybe next year. They got their quarterback. They got their offensive coordinator. They got the name, and the, dude. It's Texas. And the, the defense, the defense, uh, there's a lot of the youth on that defense. They're two, they're two starting D tackles are both freshmen. Yeah, those are some big so, boys. Yeah, they could I, maybe, maybe not, like defense, I said, not, so. not this year, but next year. I think is when you know you'll see you'll have that experienced Bouchella quarterback. Uh, they'll have they'll, they'll have more more talent coming in, more maybe some more freshmen coming in, maybe a couple couple hot shots. But the recruiting classes that Charlie Strong has brought in and, and the way he's kind of taking the program, I think if they have a winning year this year, it's going to blow them up for next year. And then I think next year is when the experience is going to is going to come in with the talent. And then that, that's another thing that's going to be against them is they rolled out all the stops in this game. Like, yeah, I'll make a point about this later, but you know, every team's going to be prepared for the 18. They're going to know exactly what's happening. They're going to watch the streaks. I mean, they only hit a couple curls in the game. It's pretty much streaks and 18. That's one of the bad parts about playing one of your big games early in the season. I would, I would imagine, but everyone's got to have a deep playbook. You got to play people at some point, but yeah, like teams like Michigan can, or anybody that, that can hide their, stuff quote-unquote and just bring it out in the big games you know month into the season but I mean can we all agree that you know we kind of feel a little bit bad for Joe and we hope the best for Texas and Notre Dame schedule a little bit yeah moving along yeah can, but can, are I we mean good with that I feel bad for Joe as a person but their state's next opponent so for the next two weeks I gotta oh yeah Notre I, mean, Dame. Not, we, I, I can mean? sit here and rip on Notre Dame and, <laughs> and for the next and the 13 days the the next I hope everybody at Notre Dame starts getting like clipped by lawnmowers or <clears throat> okay the school whoa, bus okay. takes them out whoa, whoa. I'm in your corner whoa, Joe whoa. I'm in your sure. corner no killing players on the other team I'm in here. your corner for my last point like I said just keep an eye on those characters they got a lot of talent but those character issues but moving along I'll, I'll start here, and then we'll, we'll keep moving here. So, Michigan, the real team, the Michigan University, uh, goes in, and I'm, I'm not— I'm, The University of Michigan, not the, the Michigan University. The University of Michigan, correct. So, they go—they got Hawaii, and uh, I'm not— It's not like you almost mixed up with Ohio State there for a second. And so, <laughs> I don't— I don't their ass senseless, I don't you know? want to sound— <laughs> Okay, we'll get to, get to you and Furman later. Just hold on. So <laughs> Furman the, High. The Furman High, yeah. So, Dude, Furman would just, spank can Hawaii. I, can I transition? Like a bunch of newborn Are we going to do this babies. like a bunch of children? All right? 
I'm trying to do professional First stuff. of all, you skipped over Bam on the okay. show sheet. Okay, Ep- episode 23. <laughs> episode 23. Can we be professional? Okay. So Michigan has got Hawaii, and I'm not going to overblow this because Hawaii had traveled thousands and thousands of miles in the whole spiel. They're not good as it is. But Michigan uh, essentially played a perfect game. Uh, I don't think they punted once. They blew them out 63-3. They threw a pick on their first offensive play. They didn't punt once. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but they essentially played a perfect game. If you listen to... Okay, it, it turn it over. If, you, uh, <laughs> if you listen to the presser, which none of you guys do, you don't do, do your job, you don't listen to anything, but Harbaugh said we pretty much yeah, played Harbaugh's a perfect game. Yeah, Harbaugh's talking makes me want to puke. Okay, so anyways, Michigan blew out Hawaii. Uh, you got to see a lot of the depth they had. You got uh, the uh, second, third, fourth stringers got in early. We got to see all the quarterbacks. Besides that one throw, the adversity he faced with that first pick you mentioned, uh, he ended up making some great throws. Peppers looks even more of a beast than than last year. Michigan looks good, and uh, and we can just mix the two in together. So Michigan basically did what they're supposed to do and stayed as usual. Struggle with a high school team that we had to look up where they were from. So you can go ahead and talk. All right, now. all right, Frank. I'm really glad because now I'm fired up. All right, no, well, you I spent just, all last oh. season defending state and the whole like when we play crappy teams, we run the same four plays offensively. Anytime that it got within eight, we went down and got a touchdown. You know, when it actually got close, we got a touchdown. We ran the PA waggle once, and it was when it was fucking fourteen and six. What the hell is the PA waggle? For the, yeah, for the do audience. your job. No, the that audience. Is. I play Madden too, buddy. I'm sure they don't call it the PA waggle in their. Okay, it's not their room. thing, but that's probably not Thank their you. name for it. Yeah, it's not. It's a I play action in the not. fucking slatter seat running a waggle, but uh, PA waggle. It's a generic name for the play. State, sure. State in two weeks goes against up against Notre Dame. The week after that, they got Notre Dame. So they literally ran. I mean, they, they pretty much ran Notre stretches. Yeah, Notre Dame twice. Oh, Wisconsin. Sorry. <laughs> So they, they they locked it in. They played Whoa, pretty. They, yeah, it's pretty hard when people are chirping the ear to make points, isn't it? That's the last time I'll do it. But see how hard it is. I, I don't want to have to defend state all year. I was if we were just talking about state like civilized people, I was going to say I hope the state okay, starts winning games now. and stops doing this fucking around with bitch ass teams. But they won the game by fifteen points. Yeah, with a late touchdown. They, they won by fifteen points. Okay, well, Michigan won week. by sixty. Okay, so cool. All right, do you get stuck? How would he see? This is exactly the fucking problem with overreactions to week one. Oh yes, State made the playoff doing this th- whole thing all season last year. They beat you. They beat Ohio State. And here you they go beat doing Iowa. The oh, whenever someone brings something about this year, you always go back to last year. What I'm saying Just is, like it's not the end show. of the world to win twenty eight to thirteen and win it. It was firm, and we had to Google where they're from. We didn't know. No one in this room. I, I guess South Carolina. Luckily, no one in this on the show. I don't care was. if it was Furman or Furman's little sister or the nuns from fucking St. Joe's down the street. They won. It's over. On to next week. I'll know more after they play Notre Dame. I'll know more win, when you come to Lansing. A win is a win is a win. I get when, when's point. State's or Michigan's first hard game? When they come to East Lansing. We'll see what happens then. Even, Before then, the, I'm not going to The way they look, I don't even know if that's going to be a hard game. It might not be until the playoff a hard yeah, game. Yeah, that's what you got last year too, huh? We'll see, man. Hey, they got Wisconsin. Who? Michigan. Michigan plays Wisconsin before they play State. Wisconsin stinks. They just won. You just call them one of your hard games. I'm saying we have to have a good game plan for them. Tony, not listening. We didn't throw anything out there. We didn't run one halfback screen. Just, you know what that is, Frank. You run that like six times a game. Just hope, all right, whatever. Let's just hope D'Antonio has been doing his cardio. Let's hope D'Antonio has been doing his cardio, okay? Yeah, I mean, he's always walking around with all those rings on his fingers. I'm sure his arms are in pretty good shape. Well, how's your kicker doing, motherfucker? Let's go. Oh, it's, it's the punter, bro, and he's yeah. dead. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, we had a little in memoriam segment for him a few episodes back. Yeah, I wasn't a part and of now, that. Now Frank's using him as ammunition. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, what do you got? You wanted Bama, so bring up Bama. Sorry, I skipped it. Go ahead. What about Bama? I'm going to take a second to think about my punter. You can talk about Bama all you want, man. Oh, Gerard's pretending to be hurt on the air. Try to get sympathy points with the audience. Okay, so Alabama. The question that we're going to bring up about them is, are they that good this year? The simple answer, I guess, people would be yes, because they always are. They are an anomaly when it comes to winning and uh, regular season play. But, you know, there's always questions a little bit at quarterback, questions with, with depth, and there's questions if they're going to – they always find that one close game throughout the season that uh, could could potentially ruin it. So Jerry's obviously turned his mic off. He's doing a rest in peace for the punter. So anybody else want to chime in on that, or I am think, I going to talk to the air? I think USC, uh, they too have a lot of talent. There's some really good football players on the team. And so it's not like uh, it's not like Alabama went out and, and, and hit a tune-up game here. They they throttled uh, what I think is going to be a decent football team this year uh, yeah. out in the Pac-12. I agree. Uh, like you know, Jerry, Jerry said it. It's really tough week one, man. Uh, but but USC, I think for the first time in a little while, they had a coach with a with a brain, uh, you know, who isn't showing up to the practice half in the tank. And you know, what I mean, and, that guy's and about Kiffin. to be on uh, Alabama's coaching staff. And Lane Kiffin was a joke as a head coach, so and he's the uh, offensive coordinator for Alabama right now. Yeah, yeah, he has one job now, not like you know, not managing. You know, like there's a difference between a head coach and a coordinator. There's a big, big difference. Yeah, Lane Kiffin's a great um, coordinator, horrible head coach. Yeah, exactly. So now that they actually have a coach there at USC, I, I feel like USC was prepared. I feel like you know, prepared as they as best they could have been for Alabama. Obviously, they they got throttled yeah, there. Yeah, dude, but. they got rolled. And like, I agree with you. What they said, I don't think USC. I mean, it's not like they were playing like Michigan played Hawaii. They weren't playing Furman. Yeah, you know, USC is not short was, of talent. And they like rolled USC recruits them. good class. Roll tide. That's what they did. They rolled up in there and man, they pounded them. Yeah, it took you. It took USC a minute, but once uh, I, I think they just kind of wore down that defensive line and at USC and. So, I mean, that, that's just their game, man. They they pound and they pound and they pound until you know it's it's, it's yeah, attrition. And, and so they, they are that good. Then they are. I, I agree. I think they are that. I, good. I do think they are. And like, if for example, if, so Texas beats Notre Dame. Let's say they even go on and win a bunch of games this season. Texas tries to roll in that game plan versus Alabama. Those streaks they're gonna get picked off because Alabama's corners are just faster. They're gonna be there with those guys. And fucking this freshman quarterback, although he did pretty sick, he's fucking. He's got to be the guy that they roll with all season. Jalen Hurts. True freshman, yeah. redshirt freshman. Uh, so now I'm they have sure, their quarterback true. too. He's a true. He's a true. He played pretty good because when he bound the ball, that it was uh, when he bound the ball, it was it's pretty much right on the money. Yeah. So now Alabama even has a quarterback, which LSU doesn't. We'll get to LSU in a minute. Like, I don't think this. I think Bama's about. Oh yeah, we talked about. I thought this, Ohio yeah. State was gonna. I, what I think was my prediction to win the national championship. It's. I don't think that anybody's stopping Bama this year. Man, what amazes me is for Alabama. I mean, they look. When they come out, they look just massive, right? They they look massive. They look they look like they're just gonna ground and pound. It's gonna be slow, kind of slow, methodical, maybe. You know what I mean? But really, when they get out in space, they can still move, and that's that's the amazing part. Is they uh they they got big boys who can run, and that's uh that that's so dangerous. That's that. It's amazing how they recruit. Thank 
goodness for us Michigan fans that we got the, the next the next big thing as far as coaching goes with Harbaugh. So we're going to be doing the same thing for the next decade. Thank you. Turn off for a minute, Frank. I won't call him the next big thing. Well, in Michigan in Ann Arbor, so it's going to be we're yeah, going to pretty, pretty much, much the only city. We're pretty much the next taking over. We're taking over the torch. The torch is being passed without his without his willingness. Frank, to when you it. say things like that, are, is it just for Shaq value? You're actually going to back it no. up with something like what if what you are, are they passing the torch? Okay, Jamie, so you're saying Michigan's the next? You literally just said Michigan's the next Bama. Do you cover Please? media? Back that up. Oh, I will How is up. Michigan the next band? Do you cover? Do you cover sports in general? Besides, like what you, like our podcast, do you watch TV? Yeah. Okay. What have we heard about all off season? Harbaugh is coming. We've heard about it all the place, all the recruiting, okay. all the satellite kids. They've been comparing ah, ah. the battle between Saban and Harbaugh for the two top coaches recruiting wise. Have they not? I just you said you Bama is passing the torch, not the recruiting torch. The torch. Bama had three national championships in four play years, the right? back. Play the tape back. Did I not say unwillingly passing the torch? Did I say unwillingly? Yes, I did. That means we're it taking it. It doesn't matter if you're taking okay, it. So you're taking the torch yep. with zero national championships. They haven't even touched the fire yet. They're still in the caveman days before they found Flint. All we've heard about all off season is Harbaugh saving. Harbaugh saving. You can't argue with that because no, the all you heard about all season was Harbaugh being a jackass. He's he's. They were comparing the two. Pioneer, yes, yes, they were. Saban doesn't have to leave his uh, state to fulfill the roster. Got Harold down, finding Aussies. Yeah, and he's shit. pioneering places that have never been. He's a. a he hasn't founder. won anything yet. It's his second season, Gerard. What? See that you guys are so uptight. You always got to. I just was making a simple point. You always just got to get so hyped up about. Would it. you just say stupid shit like they're passing the torch? Bama is a fucking dynasty. Who? Michigan hasn't been a dynasty since before blacks could play in the NCAA. Who would you right now? Top two guys. Who would you have rec- recruiting for your school if you could? Recruiting? Yeah. Shit. Probably Les Miles. He's got a bunch of sweet recruits in there. Anybody in the SEC. so not hard. So you're Ur- just Urban, you're not just gonna say Harbaugh and Saban. Or, Urban Meyer, Saban. I'll give you, oh, OSU. OSU pulls a lot of recruits. I'll give man. you Urban like, Meyer. I, I looked. I looked at him for th- this coming year. They already have five five star recruits. Yep, going over. I, I forgot uh, Urban Meyer's fair point. I, I should have said five just to make it tougher on you. And I'm pretty sure Harbaugh's first year state was ranked higher in all recruiting class and like all the major sports. I thought things. you guys didn't talk about that kind of stuff over. In I'm just we, because we went because we went on the field. We don't have to talk about recruiting, but we can also talk okay. about it if we want to. You know what I mean? So, Big Ten championships, three and five yeah, years. Close calls with three Furman. and six close years. Something calls like that. With Furman, yep. Tony, so what do you USC think? Pulls Close calls with Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Someplace Michigan has never been since it's been established. Okay, well, this is this season, buddy. We don't live in the past, especially with Clemson. Harbaugh. We've only had Clemson. one week to talk about. This is Harbaugh, man. This is the era. Get some hardware, then we can talk. We'll get some Harbaugh, not hardware. Clemson, Clemson, with their recent rise, they're starting to pull some major recruits, too. They, they almost lost to Auburn, though. They did. That well, yeah, they just, they just unloaded, Tony. I mean, people graduate. I'm just so, saying. in other news, Joey, Tony... And Jerry think that Bama is that good. Frank thinks that Michigan's taking the torch. That's his take on the subject, is that Michigan's going to win three of the well, next my, four national championships. Mich- well, I'm only speaking for the season. I've already been on record saying I think Michigan's going to take the national championship this year. But, yeah, so what's your point? I and think Alabama's – I already said Alabama's that good. I think they'd be damned if we wanted to see them until the playoff. So there you go. Gotta, I'll see them in the playoffs. Yep, they, they got to win this the This isn't like the EA Sports NCAA where you can turn down to easy and get there. You know what I mean? Like Michigan's not going to make the playoffs. I already said, again, I mean, I don't know why you guys continue to do this. I don't think Michigan State's going to be that tough of a game. Iowa on the road, I think they'll win by 14 at, at the least. And then a tough game will be the showdown, as always, with the Buckeyes, except this time the result will be flipped. 
and then we'll go to the playoff and see what happens there. I don't know what's so hard about that. Yeah, JT Barrett looked horrible in the season opener. Just fucking yeah, eight touchdowns. Yeah, they blew out Bowling Green just like we blew out Hawaii. That's what good teams do. Not Bowling skate Green against would blow Furman. Hawaii. Not skate against Furman. I don't like what State did, but it's what State You're just always... digging your own grave, Name the last time State covered a fucking spread against a non-conference cupcake. I can't. They're on a record win streak for home openers currently. What else do you want them to do? I don't care they what won. they do. I just care about them You ever losing. seen the first Fast and Furious? doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. That's a loser thing to say. No, that's what a win. We won. That's what a winner's saying. Yeah, whatever. You, <laughs> real people go out there and run up the score. <laughs> I'm, that was hyperbole, guys. All right, what else? Oh, the big shakeup, though, is this Houston, Oklahoma. And I think this is – we can talk. It was a sweet game. Houston oh, yeah. won. Great game. I, I want to talk more about the implications because it happened so long ago. I want to talk about the fact that now it looks like only three power conferences will get shots at the um, – unless Louisville pulls the upset. I know it's a little early in the season to talk about, but there's going to be two Power 5 conferences out of the playoff picture, most likely. I want to talk about how sick Houston's uniforms looked on TV, but that's a side note. But, no, go ahead, Tony. I I still got to do my homework a little bit on this whole conference thing, so. Yeah, I mean, Houston, they play in one of the other five. They play in uh, the American Conference. Yeah, it's. Or the All-American Conference where Connecticut plays, I think. Yeah, it's the American Conference, but I was trying to think of what they call. It's the. It's group of five. That's it. It's a group of five conference. I thought they called, yeah, the group of five. Yeah, the power yeah. five and the group of five. Yeah. So then the way it works out is if you're basically an undefeated team from a group of five conference, then you get to jump basically a power five team and get in the playoff if the power five team only had, if the power five team is not undefeated. Well, the thing is, they played Oklahoma, who I thought was a little suspect all last year, personally, because I don't really believe in the Big 12 because they don't necessarily play defense. They talk about all these spread offenses out there. But really, when you see... Oh, yeah, when you see a Big 12 score... Oh, yeah, 67 to 70. Look at these high-powered offenses. What I look at is a lack of defense, people. All right? You know what I'm saying? high-powered defenses in this conference. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, no matter how good your offense is, Oregon, when they beat State, didn't put up fucking 70. You know what I mean? Ohio State, when they blew out Michigan and Michigan State in the last couple of years, they weren't putting up 70s because there's at least somebody on the field blocking you. You know what I mean? So Houston got the like an easy number three ranked team. In my opinion, they were one of the weaker teams up in the top 10. I think that the Houston plays Michigan. Michigan dominates that game with defense. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the whole, yeah, I agree. I mean, I would I say that, that, but so they got this Oklahoma team that doesn't really play defense. It's the perfect style because Houston's almost plays the same way as like a Baylor or something with that uh, Ward Jr. back there just throwing it up. I think they had a kick yeah. six in the game. Yeah, that they had a kick thing. six. So this is crazy. a perfect storm for Houston. They're playing Lamar next week. And Lamar, whoo, even worse than Furman. You know what I mean? I think all those teams out there, are, to some extent, are a little overrated in those conferences, man. I mean, if you look at the Big Ten, and I'm not just saying this because we're all you know Big Ten guys aside from Joe, but, I mean, when you got the Urban Meyer, Harbaugh, and then you got, uh, as much as I hate to say it, D'Antonio, and the kind of defenses they're going to put together when they have enough time, I think the Big Ten, I mean, is, is going to be the, the underrated one. I think the SEC yeah, the, besides Bama and some of those Last year I heard somebody say some crap like, oh, the Big Ten's probably the worst, the Power Five. Our bottom tier is pretty bad, but the bottom tier in all of them stink. And didn't we like, have this debate on the show one time that goes with your point with the, S, with the SEC and how, you know, Alabama, as good as they are, they look so good because a lot of times, you know, they're playing this yeah, name from the yeah, SEC. Yeah, so with really, the, it's really just adi- addition by subtraction, but it's like, oh, they over Like, let's say LSU beat Wisconsin, and so they don't play anybody until they play Alabama, and then so it's like number four LSU versus number one Alabama. 
Well, LSU hasn't played anybody, then they get blown up by Bama. It's like, oh, Bama's so good. They blew out number four exactly. LSU. That's where I was going and it's, with that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like they just play each Like Mississippi State, for example, we're kind of merging this topic with uh, our, how the SEC is struggling in week one right now. Mississippi State lost 21-20 to to uh, – I have to look it back on my paper because I never heard of this school before – South Alabama State Jaguars. Jesus. You know what I mean? State, that almost did happen to Michigan State this week, and I'd be very upset. But they blew a 17-point lead. No, that's just South that's Alabama college. State. Did you forget to say community college? Or is that just? Uh, no, I believe this is a university <laughs> show. I that's can't believe than, it. Is. That's worse than Furman because they're in Bama. What's so really, there's no I one mean, that would go We always talk about sports on this show, but if we're going to talk about the books a little bit, the <laughs> SEC is constantly rated as the worst of the Power Five academic-wise, so I can't imagine what they're teaching them in South Alabama. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> My nothing, God. There's no teaching. Two plus yeah. two equals four. I can assure you there's not much going on there. I wouldn't even want to go there. but It's, it's probably like last chance of you up in there. <laughs> Fair points, guys. Fair points. I mean, it's just so the SEC. I don't know if they had two teams on buys or something. I heard the stat today on ninety seven ticket. Shout out to our local radio station. Terry, get better. Uh, there was um, if they lose tonight, if Ole Miss loses to FSU, they're gonna go seven and seven. Me and Tony got the losses. Some of them are good losses that happened, like um, Auburn to Clemson. Auburn losing Clemson respectable, but you have Mississippi State going down to uh, South Alabama. South Alabama. Kentucky blew a lead to somebody really crap. I don't even want to look it up. So yeah. that's the point I was actually trying to get to now that I bring up Kentucky is the bottom half of the fucking SEC sucks too. Like Texas A&M was a garbage can well, last LSU's year. LSU's supposed to be one of their top teams, and they lost to Wisconsin. Yeah, the SEC East is a well, joke. South Carolina stinks. Vanderbilt stinks. Florida on, doesn't have an offense. Tennessee won, but they almost lost too. Go ahead, Joe. I don't. I don't ever. I don't, yeah, to Appalachian State. So I don't, I don't ever, uh, I don't ever really discount Wisconsin, though, man. It was only two years ago when Wisconsin beat Auburn in, in a bowl game, uh, when they had Melvin Gordon at running back. Some, somehow Wisconsin always seems to put together. They do. You don't got to tell a, Jerry a about enough that. Enough team, like you, you cannot, you cannot overlook Wisconsin ever on your schedule because they, they always got some big linemen. <laughs> and you're still living it down, brother. They, they, Russell. They always, they, they always got some real big linemen and. Uh, and they're they're always playing pretty uh, pretty tough. So I'll, I'll take they that. have a I'll fun, fundamentally sound squad. It's just their coaching turnover. So I mean, their last coach left to coach Oregon yeah, State. That, I believe. That's what sucks for them. You know why they don't pay their coaches anything? Their coordinator gets paid like half, so their coordinators are always leaving. That's why it was so easy for Bielema to leave to go to Arkansas. Like they just don't pay their coaches shit. Well, they spend well, it, it all on cheese. Their, their school isn't that big, man. I, I've been there a couple times, and their stadium is pretty small. Like I, you know, I was used to when I was in college. We used to work out in the big house. God, with um, two drops right in a row, right there. Look, listen to you. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, we, we, used to, we, used to, we used to work out in the big house, and then we'd go up to Madison uh, for, for, Michael for some stuff. And, uh, you know, walking into their, their stadium, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably like two-thirds the size of the big house. Like, it's, it's not very big. And uh, I was like, geez, are we in here to watch a hockey game? Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, Jerry, you're right. It's not they, – they don't put that much into – um, their football game probably not as much as they should because they still pull some pretty decent recruits that have some of the seasons that they have. Um, so you, you'd think they'd put a little bit more into their coaches so that way they could, you know, maybe eventually compete for playoff. But you would think because uh, I mean, that, but it sounds like it'd be the only thing that would just put them over the top. They've had some success yeah. so far with with such minimal amount of money being put into the stat. Yeah. That could be the thing that sets them over. But well, their, their athletic director is pretty good. I mean, he he was the he was the coach there for a while. What was his Alvarez? Is his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah Alvarez now is at, at, yeah, he's at, when Bill, when Bill left yeah, before he's the, the Auburn. Now. 
when, when Bielsma left before the Auburn game, the Auburn uh, bowl game, he he came back down to coach that game and he ended up winning. Oh, Alvarez is a future Hall of Famer. If he's not, yeah, that guy can the Hall still coach football. He doesn't care. He's like, all right, yeah, you guys want to play football? Bitch, get the pads on. We ain't doing this, uh, this shorts. Yeah, I think he gets coaches like him though, where they kind of play that uh, grinded out style, where they play really tough D. Yeah, and then they're just gonna try and run it down your throat all game, so you're not gonna score yeah. a lot because uh, the clock's gonna be running so much. They're just they're fundamentally really sound, which is you know something that Notre Dame and Texas both weren't last night, giving up streaks and giving up oh, you know true. those like fundamentals can go a long ways in college football, and it's also part of what helps stay. I'm not gonna talk about it right now, but like <clears throat> when you face a team like LSU, who d- they just don't have a quarterback, if you just hit your gaps and hold Fournette to about 100 yards, that quarterback's going to throw picks. You can break down that game a little bit. Wisconsin gave LSU 14 points. They spot on 14 and said, we're going to score more than 14. They got 16-1 and because they threw a pick six. They had a bad turnover that led to the other touchdown. Like, And the other things, they play up there at Northern Stadium. Those fans go nuts. What do they play, jump around before the fourth quarter? They got yeah, nothing. And they were playing that at Lambeau, There's nothing. Too. There's yeah, nothing in Wisconsin Lambeau. but cheese and fat women. So there ain't much That's to the do thing but about root. LSU too, man. They, I don't know. They find these and just beer. freak athletes and they put them at they put them at wide out. They put them on defense, create good defenses. They all have all these freaks and the quarterback is just some, you know, mobile guy usually. And uh, sorry about that. I had to catch myself. He's supposedly but, a dual threat, but a he dual really threat just a, quarterback. But he's more of a runner than. But you guys know about that having to run Robinson and his jump balls for four and years. It's just How, a, yeah, don't. It, it could don't be bring a, up that memory. It could be a topic for a different day. But I mean, I, I get LSU and guys around there that's heavy. They want to go to that school and go to schools like that. But I mean, if you're a freak six four, like just freak athlete and a wide receiver, wouldn't you want to go be a standout and get a lot more reps somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. Maybe thing, that's starting to happen. I mean, but, we don't have any hard evidence on this but when les miles shows up with a duffel bag full of money and says right. hey man obj went here jarvis landry bro right. just it's catch a couple grabs you'll be in the pro you know what i mean it's yep. pretty easy alabama's roster is already filled out you know what i'm saying cha-ching cha-ching you know those guys you know there. you know what lsu they get a week off for mardi gras come back for a week then go to spring break that's, that's all, how much they care that's about all those players in the why SEC did i not do? go to lsu <laughs> They well, all, it's not a week. They give them the first three days off and just to come back for Thursday, Friday. But the professors are down there drinking with them. So they ain't nobody coming back. I don't know what kind of learning even goes on in some of those schools with their eighth grade education, their gold teeth. It's just it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, Frank. Whatever. We move on. So it was, it's crazy, I mean, though. If you're yeah, gonna, they, you the thing is they don't have a quarterback, all. but Alabama always creeps. I forget who they had. Was it Blake Sims last year was their quarterback? Yeah. So Blake Sims, they found him. He came out of nowhere. Started over Cokers. Now they have this true freshman. Like, Alabama somehow finds a guy that can at least throw. I mean, I think it's Saban's coaching, personally. Yeah, yeah, but also when you look at Alabama, look at how many first-round picks they have from their offensive line. I think a lot of And people, the running back. Good point. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because Rodgers, when he was on Bill Simmons, even said, like, out D receivers, A offensive line, or flip-flop, like a shitty offensive line and good receivers – People get open. You can't cover for more than about four seconds. You have a good offensive line that people are going to get open. Yeah, you get a game yeah. manager out there. Like, what's his name with the hot girlfriend or someone like that? You get a AJ guy McCarran. who can throw the ball, throw oh, yeah, a slant McCarran, route. Greg yeah. McElroy, every quarterback yeah, they've ever had. Yeah, pretty much everyone. Find somebody that can throw a slant with a, you know, behind a good line. Next thing you know, they're taking Yeah, and then the you roll out freaking Amari Cooper or Julio Jones at receiver. Yeah. Like, you know, Go another 80 honestly, yards. Honestly, we can put fucking you back there. Frank, we probably win a national championship. Here, here, flick it to him, and he's going for another 85-yard touchdown. Here, or, hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Well, well, yeah, yeah like, that too. And you know, if you want to talk about coaching prowess, you can look at, like, n- most of the defensive backs don't pan out in the NFL from Alabama. I feel bad. Joe keeps getting popped at the last – he just keeps getting cut out at the last second. Go ahead, Joe. Well, we keep talking about the time he has in the pocket and everything, and you can just put a game manager back there. 
Dude, the game manager only has to hand the ball off. I mean, he hands the ball off most of the time to someone like Derrick Henry yeah. or fucking Mark Ingram. You know what I mean? Like they, they're, well, they're not hurting. Yeldon, yeah, Yeldon was a Richardson was all a beast. Eddie Lacy, like, all Heisman <laughs> trophy. Crazy too, because they only have two at once. At one point, they had Lacy and Trent Richardson back there. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It is, but it's Alabama, so you can't really put anything past them. Are we are we good, are we good on that? Or we uh, good? I'm trying to think of other college football types. Oh, since we're going to talk about SEC kind of crumbling in the first week, we do have to mention that Western Michigan rode the boat. Rolled over Northwestern God, on a shoddy call by the officials. I love Florida. Yeah, Northwestern sucks. I, I agree Northwestern Western sucks. Did it. Remind yeah. people what happened, though. Remind. Okay, I, so, me too. Okay, so. so no. I was watching. I've never seen anything like this in my entire adult life. I was, I was flabbergasted, befuddled. Other words, confused, punch drunk. I don't know. but uh, Break it down. So Northwestern's going to go into the end zone. There's a fumble. The ball flips out. So the Western guy catches it while he's falling out of bounds. Mind you, if you don't have possession, it's a touchback going out of bounds in the end zone. So you get the ball on your 20. Western got the ball. If you had it and go out of bounds, still a touchback. Like, unless you try to run forward, go out of the end zone and come back in, that's the only way to get safety. That's the only way Northwestern would have got the victory because Western was up 22-21, to 21, I believe, at the time. The Western guy, out of nowhere, throws the ball back into bounds forward which is illegal because it's a forward lateral and it makes no sense so at first i was thinking western was trying to save western was on offense because why would you throw a fumble back in a bounce that was going to be yours anyways it goes to the judges and they said even though the ball was starting to leave his hand it was still on his hand when he put his foot on, out of bounds so he kind of had possession like it wasn't fully out of his possession when he went out so it was western's ball they got the first down they won the game it sounds just like a debacle, but hey. I mean, it was. I'm, I'm a Fleck fan. I like Western, so good. And then I saw life. the same bullshit. After seeing that horseradish, I'm watching fucking Georgia, North Carolina, and North Carolina runs a halfback screen in their own end zone. Yeah. So, Did he get saved? For those who don't yeah. know, the quarterback. Did. So oh, you know, yeah. a halfback screen, you're, normally your three interior linemen, guard, center, guard. Don't block. They let him go past. Then they go out and they catch the linebackers. The defensive line are supposed to just have a free run on your quarterback who's backpedaling. He flicks it over the D lineman, and your halfback's good to go. This is a great play when you're on, like, your 40, so if something bad happens, you only end up on, like, your 35. And so you can backpedal. So this quarterback is already five yards deep in his line, so taking the shotgun snap. He's got nowhere to go behind him. Running back catches it. He's like, oh, shit, I'm about to get fucked up. So he just throws it out of the end zone. Also wow. highly illegal. <laughs> well, as Lions fans, we've seen things similar similar to that, but it's it's all. And then Georgia did end up coming back and winning. That's a, that's a good. Hey, people out there, if you're trying to look at a good freshman quarterback, Texas has a good one. But Georgia, that Jacob Eason kid, he might be the real deal. He's next coming to Stafford and, there at Georgia. And you said that was Whoa. North Carolina that did that. North Carolina, come on, raise up. Yeah, just remember one thing about them. They had a huge academic scandal with their football team. Maybe there's another one brewing there if they got people that smart. You know what's actually really funny? I was reading an article in Sports Illustrated, and they're talking, there was some bull, bum-ass fullback who got one paper written in for him when he was like a freshman. And so, like three years later, they found out about it and they kicked him off the team. Oh, that poor guy. It goes <laughs> on everywhere in the SEC and Notre Dame now, but that's that's... That's oh, Notre Dame no, had their academic No, that doesn't go scandal. on at Notre Dame. We lost our best tight end to academic. Hey, 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 hey. Bump the brakes. At least when Notre Dame's cheating, their freshmen are required to take calculus. At Alabama, they're taking fucking arithmetic 101. How many chickens are on the TV I right now? I don't know. I saw some defensive backs on Notre Dame list. I didn't look they were in calculus class, but that's, that's just me. I don't know about that. Oh, my God. 
What? Frank, have you even taken calculus? No, that's the point. These guys, <laughs> that's the point. These guys didn't look like it. They, they, uh, how did they, how did, how did their secondary not look like they were taking calculus, Frank? Joe, I'm not going to get into it on the air, but. Well, if you're going to go <laughs> speed and like, I mean, if they're just running streets. If you're going to throw jabs, at least back it up, Frank. Well, I mean, I, you've I, been doing I, it all day, right, Joe? Tony will edit it out, so I can't even do it. So I can't. <laughs> who, who, is, who is, who is Michigan suspended this year for academics? No comment. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hey, I, I just, they didn't play last night. I mean, you, I, have, I, you I, got I, something to say about that. I got a pretty good authority. Our best, tight end, our best tight end cannot play this year for academics. So at least we hold them to a fucking standard. So we did, We had two guys suspended too, right? Starters, or even three. That's why Harbaugh walked out of the press conference because they were asking. He didn't want to give out the names of those. I think one of them was a DB, and uh, another one had an academic. They, he was inactive too for a suspension. So we we play that, fair. You can't that say that about Michigan. Michigan. It's that you character, can't, Michigan. No, you, must be yeah, it the is because Michigan's one of the few that's left, and it was no. no. Pump the brakes. Hey, Frank. Back the truck. Well, don't even bring back, up Frank back, Clark. Back, don't bring back, up my boy back, Frank back. Clark. Don't bring up Frank Clark because he went to Two jail. Two weeks ago, we kicked Notre oh. Dame out of that upper echelon of colleges. Stanford's probably the one left where they had to be like somewhat intelligent and freaking actually have a shot at doing something with their education. Michigan, since Richrod, has been out of that. Even under Lloyd Carr, some of the guys they brought in there. Devin Gardner, I have not good authority, couldn't read a chapter book in eighth grade. You know what I mean? Some of those players are still around. You got players that aren't good academically. How do you're, you know? Wait, how do you know Devin Gardner? I know somebody that went to middle school with them. Yeah, right. I'm not going to release his name on air, but I know some of the middle school. That's such shit. What a crock of shit that is. I'll tell you out there. I'll tell you out there. (laughs) You're lying. At least I get hyper. I speak in hyperbole. I don't lie. Yeah, the kicker that was raping bitches. Taylor Wan was threatening the rapist. I mean, Michigan does it too. Yeah. They, or they, the rapey. Jerry, I don't, know how you I don't think you should be making fun of people who can't read. Yeah, coming from alcohol slash rape you. Jeez. Where's the rape? Don't <laughs> you, you, ra- you probably raped someone we don't know Number about. Number one rapes in the Big Ten is at Michigan. That's a Dude, that's like a census. Like, it's like 10 years da- backdated. That's not current, dude. Highest oh crime rates, God. Michigan. You, Dude, you, at state, you have a trail called the Rape Trail. I've walked down it. Okay. Yeah, Michigan, they just right. like rape them where they want. That's just admit to crime on air. No, I just, okay. This is, <laughs> uh, all right. Burn. Okay. The, the it, greater point, I was trying to be funny, but the greater point, Michigan is no better when it comes to recruiting. They're, they have satellite catch, Frank, where they go to the places, to the exact places okay. that Notre Dame and Alabama are recruiting okay. from okay. to find the dumb people. Is this fair, run though? Fast. Jerry, Jerry, you're the mo- you see the most rational one about this. Is this fair? I get Michigan slipping, but for Notre Dame, though, it is a new low. The last couple of years, it's a new low. I think this is probably the highest time once they had those five academic players, the one that was dating Lisa Ann that I mentioned, the wide receiver. Thank you. And then we have the pat charge, gun charge thing. And if their tight ends out, their tight ends out. But they also produce some pretty good. I mean, I still remember Samarja and Brady Quinn who were going to be lawyers. You know, they do have some, some, some smart people. Joe will take that. I, mean, I think all teams in Big Ten, Notre Dame included, they all have some smart people on their teams. Because you definitely look at some of their guys. Well, yeah, Blair White's a dentist right now. You know what I mean? You got guys who are definitely oh, yeah. a lot smarter sure. than it's, yeah, of course. I'd say about 95% of the players down in the SEC. Mostly the players on offense. But. I mean, we could get into it right now, but I mean, it's not all the players' fault. They can come from a school, because you need a, like a 2.0 to be eligible. So, so at Notre Dame, it's like a 2.0 normally by like the... You know, because if you get on academic probation at college, I've never been there, but I know people who have. So you go on, you're supposed to get above a 2.0. If you don't that time, you still get another warning. I believe it's that way for the athlete, too. And Notre Dame, if you don't have a 2.0 at the end of your freshman year, you're out. 
You know what I mean? So there's players who just leave because they're not going to get a 2.0 at Notre Dame. They actually, you can't like be, there's like a lights out at noon or midnight in the curfew, uh, the commons or the dorms, and you can't have girls stay over. So like they're facing Well, that's some the battles. first thing I've heard all show that makes any sense, but <laughs> anything. Uh, Joe is just fuming across the air. Are you, are you all right, Joe? I'm poking a little bit. He's pissed. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know even know if Stanford's really that clean anymore. I think that we can stop with any of this. It's a greasy game in college sports now because the only way to make money. You're I forgot the actual numbers, but it's like something like fourteen or seventeen percent that your applications go up if you win a national championship. So if you're figuring at Michigan State it's about twenty grand a year, you're talking seventeen percent increase in admission uh applications, you take eight percent of those people. That's, that's like a couple mil you're making. Hey, there's some smart guys. There's cheating going on everywhere. Rudy was a good movie. Joe, I apologize. I was Rudy was offside, dog. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> okay. All right. I, so, I'm just glad football. Can wait, we? Jerry says like he watched the damn game. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, you were just gonna say I'm glad. Hey guys, hey, this is a good one before we enter college football talk. Last night, Joey texted me and said, "Man, those Texas offensive linemen are false starting." I've heard. I think everything about college football. I've never heard anybody call for a false start penalty ever. That's well, passion. Yeah, so That's the, passion. Uh, the second touchdown, the center's there bobbing his head up and down like he's sucking some dick. And uh, you know, I mean, it's like, dude, he like, got flagged for that a couple times. Yeah, they should have. They, they, yeah, they flagged from like when they're on their own fucking twenty, not when they're like on the goal line and most of the most important plays of the game. Jeez, Joe, let's hope your family's not listening to the show. All the vulgarity, I like it. Though. That's wow, passionate. bro. Jesus, the center sucked though. He also it's snapped be a lot the ball of thirty yards past the quarterback too. Yeah, that, that pans out for Texas later. For All right, start. so I'm gonna go back and uh, look at our picks for tonight. If anybody guys, wants to change it, they can. You want to take a short break? Uh, yeah, let's just wrap up college football. We have Longhorns, Frank and Tony on Ole Miss, and me and uh, me and Joe on Florida State tonight, and that's gonna be a good one. And it was a great opening weekend in college football. Saturday night was a little bit soft, but thank God football. You know, back. Yeah. I think you were gonna say, that. oh my God, thank God, we, we real talk competitive about football swimming and all that stuff. It was we fun on break for... right now. No, we're not. Okay, you might want to take out fuck the Longhorns. We we will. But um, no, it's just good to have it back. I mean, we were doing we we There's made fun of the dead. We, or we made our best fun out of the dead season. But man, just yeah, we're gonna be back on the air back. every week. When we come back, we're going to the highest level man of football stuff. you can watch. They, I will agree that uh, NFL teams, man, compared to boys to college, we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk some NFL, some crab injuries, and blown out knees, crab cakes, football, and Packers. All right, and we are back. Now we're moving on from college to NFL football here. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, the big boys, the pros, starting up a little in three days from now. Four days? Yeah, three, four days on Thursday night. We got Broncos, Panthers. Before we get to that, we got to talk about a little NFC North injury situation there. Teddy Bridgewater, non-contact injury. Yes. Dislocated kneecap. <laughs> Torn ACL, no nerve damage. What that poor guy? Non contact. Poor guy. Jeez, Atomic I'm so bummed for gone him. Gone off inside the knee. Yeah, man, that sucks for him. But uh, if you're a Lions fan, that you don't have any uh, any kind of emotions towards that kind of stuff, it's like fist bumps theater, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so good for him. Frank, we don't fist bump people getting hurt. We don't. I do. 
Well, I we know you're a horrible human being, but dude, yeah. all, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, if we're in like a conference finals against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I see Crosby's like head get snapped back, like Exorcist style, I'm <laughs> oh, like, Jesus I'm cheering Christ. like, I'm cheering like we've already won the cup. Oh yeah, and you know it, that's an extreme example. But even in the smaller games, <laughs> even in the smaller games, like you know, let's say it's like a week three game, Lions are up by seventeen, you know they're gonna win the game no matter what. Somebody gets hurt over there in our division. It's kind of like you just look at your buddy across the room and give a little head nod, kind of. You know, it's just, it's okay. Yeah. You know, everybody, it's an animalistic. I mean, I mean, at first it looked like. Uh... <laughs> okay, so Bridgewater blew out his knee. Let's get to it. And, uh, that's mean for me to say all that stuff. So Bridgewater blew out his knee, which at first looked like over the Vikings might pack in for the season, just run the ball a lot and get on to next year. When They're Bridgewater... already going to run the ball a lot. Let's be honest. Yeah, but so the big move that we want to talk about is, and it proves the Vikings think they have a pretty good squad. They uh. They went out and traded a first-round pick. I think it's the third time, second time at least, that Bra- Bra- Sam Bradford, who's never played a full season, never made the playoffs, has been traded yeah, for a first-round pick. your quarterback gets hurt, so you trade for an injury-prone quarterback. Well, they're reuniting the Oklahoma. Bradford and Peterson played together before. Maybe they have some kind of chemistry. Okay, look. Yeah, here's, what we're, mean, look here's what we're getting at, people. In some crazy universe, they, the, the Vikings think that they can have some old – child-beating running back, and a couple of names on defense, and they think they got a shot to win the Super Bowl. They do have a pretty good defense. They really do. Okay, they really think they got a shot. So they, their, their star guy, Bridgewater, gets popped. They go out, and, and they pick up a quarterback, and they drop a first-rounder on it. We're here to talk about it and what the results of that are. That's, that's what's going yeah. on here. I mean, so. I just think it's ridiculous to trade for Bradford because, yeah, you think you have a great team, you have a shot at the Super Bowl, but you don't need to go and trade a first-round pick for Sam Bradford. Oh, no. Especially when we already knew Mark Sanchez was about to get released. Because all you need from a quarterback, really, is hand the ball off to Adrian Peterson. Because you're probably going to be in good field position because you have a good defense. And speaking of injuries, wait till the first time Ziggy Ansah gets his hands on on Bradford. Just wait. Yeah, it's not like you're looking for a quarterback who's going to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. You're looking for a quarterback who might throw the ball... 15 times a game. In fairness, in fairness, I think they stretched by getting, especially for Bradford himself by doing that. I think it was a stretch. In fairness, though, if you do in, in any way think you have a shot, you ain't doing it with Sean Hill. We know that firsthand here in Detroit. That's who was going to be taking the snaps. That's who um, was going to be starting. He beat Detroit as a quarterback for the Rams, I believe. Okay, I... Yo, Joey Harrington beat us as a quarterback for the okay, Dolphins. Tony, we can dig all day. The point is, you're not going to go. If you think you got a shot, you got to get someone yeah, better I than Sean. Yeah, I Hill. think the main point that we need to take from this is that it proves the Vikings think they have a real shot this year. I don't. I don't think Sam Bradford's the answer. I think that there was. I mean, it's slim picking. I mean, that's probably the best it was going to get. But he's he's got injury. I don't like it. I don't like it, but I, hey, good for the Lions because they were arguably, I think, in my mind, a lot of people disagree. I think they were arguably third best in the NFC North going in. Now they're definitely third, if not fourth, even with Bradford. And you know who's that? Oh, the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, we can argue all day about the one and two. It's between Green Bay and the Lions. Experts I, might disagree I mean, before, with that. But. Before the injury, it went Packers, Vikings, Lions, Common Bears. knowledge. I'm talking about real, the revolutionary ideas. That the, well, no, that's Frank's ideas. Revolutionary's idea would. Generally could concur that Packers, okay. Vikings, but now Lions are definitely number two in the division. Um, well, arguably one, but yeah, that's not that's not I what mean, we're talking got, about. That's not what we're talking about here. Right, I'm with you. Right. One or one, one a one. All right, B. now that we're talking about Lions, Packers. We're gonna get some picks in for the weekend. We're just gonna pick a couple pro games and a couple college games because there's we didn't talk about when we're talking about college, but this is the down week in the preseason. There ain't shit to watch in a non-conference play this upcoming weekend, really. So our first pick, we're gonna pick the rematch of the Super Bowl. 
Super Cam and at just, Denver. Just for our fans, we're picking these games straight up, not against the spread or anything. Just pick a winner. Yeah, just pick a winner. Yep. Who's starting us off? Uh, the first game, Broncos, Panthers, or Panthers. Who wants to go first? I say it's only right we go over to Seattle. Joe? All righty. Uh, Panthers. Okay. Uh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm literally, you guys can't see me, but I'm, I'm, doing, the, I'm doing this Cam Newton super. I'm, I'm going with Cam. Panthers. Uh, I got the Broncos at home by 10 points. Uh, I'm going to take the Panthers because the Broncos have Simeon as their starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I think the Broncos are going to take a few and steps back. I, I don't they know. had the ghost of Peyton Manning and whooped their ass in the Super Bowl last no, year. They lost some. I'm, I, we can't break down the yeah, Broncos but, roster. I mean, they, they, lost, they lost a lot of talent players. in yeah. free agency. That's for another Woo! time. Panther, so three Panthers and one Broncos. They got Von Miller still? Yeah, they still got Von Miller. They still got Chris Harris Jr., TJ <laughs> Ward. Yeah, they're gonna be all right. Yeah, we gotta, <laughs> keep gotta, keep Mil- we gotta keep Von Miller on the field, man. And I talk about character issues, but that boy can play. The character issues has an ecstasy problem. Huge difference. Jesus. <laughs> okay, what else? so then we got Moving on. Pop to Molly, I'm sweating. Let's go. I want I'm excited to take this this Lions <laughs> Indy pick. Lions Indy at Indianapolis. Andrew Luck's return from the last raid to Kinney. The new Billy Bob Cooter offense. Or Rob, what's it? Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter's offense. I got Billy Bob Cooter. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's, well, that's a short got... for you, man. Hey, I got a new idea. We got Billy Bob Cooter. He's from the South. He's going to win some football play. I'll start this hey, one. Hey, Jim Bob Cooter is from the South. He, he was a well, quarterback in Tennessee. Of course, yeah. the name like that, he'd be from the South. Let me start this off. Okay. Cooter. I think. Enter in the Cooter. I think Andrew. All right, what would we name him? I like Jim and Bob. Why don't we just call him Jim Bob? Because we're retarded from the South. Whoa. Sorry. All right. <laughs> so, I think that Andrew Luck is one of the most overhyped uh, quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. But I think the Lions are going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be as pretty as the fans would like. We're going to be working some kinks out. Um, coming into the first week, but it is at Indy, so you got to take that into account. But in the end, the better team, the more talented team will come out on top, and that is our Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions. All right, I'm going to piggyback off that. I do think the better, more talented team is going to win, and they will be wearing blue on their uniforms, but they're also going to be wearing a horseshoe on their helmet. Gave me the Colts by 14. Jerry's two been scores. saving that one for the whole week, guys. That's his for joke for the week. Isn't that, That's the his Lions joke have of the week. A soft, Lions have a soft defense. There's going to be a lot of scoring in this game, though, people. Lions have a soft, soft defense. I'm not going to get it. All right. Go ahead. Joe. Soft uh, Colts by 35. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Come on. Are you serious? All right. One thing I will say negative about Wait, Andrew- is he serious? I'm dead serious. Oh, my. Andrew Luck does have the most turnovers like per game of what any player since the end of the league, but he isn't overhyped because he did beat Denver at Denver, and then he got dig and blown up at Tom Brady. So I wouldn't say overhyped, but... There is a little bit too much of a, the next coming with him for how many turnovers he has. And he has a crappy neck. So here. he's overhyped. This guy's seesaw on his way. What you... It's not seesaw. I'm saying. I didn't seesaw shit. Not, he, he's not the next coming, but he he's worth the hype if he can win in Denver against uh, Peyton Manning when he can still throw. Double talk theater, people. Double talk theater. So as I was going to say, I mean, the only really bad thing I can say about Andrew Luck is his neck beard. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I'm going with the Colts to beat the Lions. So we're divided. Joe's got the Colts by 35. Gerard's being a smart-ass. T- oh, jeez. We're not divided at all. Okay, we're not. Oh, my it's goodness. It's three on one. Right, the vision, man. You need to go to Alabama to learn that? Yeah, God, I'm as bad as the Notre Dame corners. Jeez. <laughs> I wish the soundboard was working. Worse than the Notre Dame defensive backfield. All right, next up. Our last game of the week, or the game I'll be trying to find uh, – Creep away to stream online. My Green Bay 
Indiana Packing Company Packers going down to Jacksonville, Florida to face the Jags, the Blake Florals, the Allen Robinsons, Jalen Ramsey if he's playing. Who you guys got? Frank? Well, you know, I think Denard Robinson's going to be a big factor in this win for the Jets. <laughs> no, <I'm, I'm>, <laughs> Did Denard Robinson <laughs> fall asleep and drive his car into a pond like three weeks ago? No. <laughs> that no. was like a month ago. Oh, yeah. No, correct. Hey. He didn't drive it. He just put, put off the brake and just rolled into the pond, idled. I once smoked a blunt with Denard Ro- No, I, I, listen, guys. I, I think Jacksonville actually – This is they've been saying this for years, but with the new, uh, the new owner coming in, and you got all those high-round draft picks over and over, the Russian, he's coming. Anyways, so – They've been saying this. I think for, he's Middle Eastern. I think he's been there for a couple of years. They've been yeah, saying been this for, for years. They've been saying this for years, but I don't think Jacksonville's. We, the Lions got to play him too. Obviously, I don't think they're gonna be as bad as people. Their cliche is, but the Packers will will, will win. I think the Packers. No, will play. I, I, I agree with you, Frank. It's not gonna be by thirty five. Jacksonville has win. a good young squad. Tony, what who are you taking? I'm taking the Packers as well. I mean. Jacksonville's good, but they're not as Who's good as Who's that stud Bay. receiver Jacksonville's got? Allen Robinson. Right, and if he's my boy, beast. who I thank he's God. He actually has a pretty cool tattoo. He had that sweet catch to send it to overtime versus Michigan when he caught it over uh, one of your shitty cornerbacks. He's got a whole tattoo of it on his body. I was so disappointed with the one guy uh, that he, Blackman. I was so disappointed Oh, Justin Blackman? What the hell happened At one point, him? I wanted the Lions to get him. Thank God. But, yeah, no, he's got some real He was issues. a pot-smoking yeah. bum. He got, and I don't even Joey, know who you got in this game? Uh... I got the Jags as a favorite to win the Super Bowl, yeah. so this is a tough one. Um, Let's be honest, you're a Packers fan. You're taking the Packers. Yeah. Well, what are know. they going to win by then, 60? I'm going to say, say Jags by three. Jags oh. by three? Now it's three on one against I Joe. Hope, I sure hope so. I haven't made my pick yet. I haven't made my pick. The Packers made a big Pollard. move. They released an all-pro and Josh Sinton. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know what they're thinking. They said safe cap room, but you've been riding Aaron Rodgers in the cap in the for season. six years. But <laughs> I actually just went back and watched his game versus uh, USC when they went eleven and one yesterday. But uh, is he still under? Never mind. Uh, no, he's dating Olivia Munn. He's not. He's no. Longer. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't even gonna finish it. <laughs> All right, but I'm gonna have to go with the man, the myth, the legend. Jesus, number Christ. twelve. The greatest, number 12 in your program, number one in your hearts. The best quarterback to do it. Four to one touchdown to interception ratio. What up? Highest quarterback rating ever in history. Aaron Rodgers show. Give me the pack by 100. Let's go. Dear Lord. So drawn out for what we all knew was coming. Clay Matthews with 17 sacks. Kill the quarterback! Looks like Jerry spiked his Diet Coke over here, but that's all good. I got a fantasy draft in four minutes. I got to get ready. <laughs> all right. What game do we got next? Um, we're moving on back to the uh, boys. We're going back to NCAA. There's not a lot of good games, so we're going to pick the ones close to our yeah, hearts. Yeah, let's just run down these. Uh, we can go through them fast. Let's go with uh, Notre Dame-Nevada first. I got Notre Dame to rebound, win by about 30. Notre Dame kills them, covers the spread. Go. Notre Dame. Irish. Big surprise. Uh, I picked this one because we have family from there. I've uh, shot guns in this state. Jesus and I've Christ. <laughs> Iowa versus Iowa State. Number 17, Iowa versus unranked Iowa State. I don't know where it is. I don't care. I got Iowa. Hawkeyes by 17. Oh, everyone's talking about Iowa like they're just going to be the Patriots this year. So I guess I'll have to take Iowa and just prove me wrong. But I, Iowa State, always. I've always hear them you know, sneaking around. You never they know. sneak around. They upset Oklahoma State when they had a shot at going to the show. Iowa. Joe? 
the eyes of the hawk. <laughs> and to continue to piss off our family who's all Iowa State fans, go Hawkeyes. All right, the last game of the week, we have uh, U of M versus Little Sisters of the Poor. I mean, uh, University of Central Florida. <laughs> uh, are, they, are they the Knights? Is Central yeah, Florida the Golden Knights. Give me the Golden Knights, my 50! Got Central Florida. <laughs> Is this the Michigan game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Harborough shits in his fucking diaper. <laughs> Harborough poops at parties. No, I think we're... God, geez, this guy is something today. Um, I think we're going to get another chance to see a lot of the depth that we have, a lot of the second, third stringers, see what the other quarterbacks can do. I don't see Michigan scoring any less than 56 points, and I don't see uh, their opponents scoring much more than seven. So Michigan blowout. Go blue, Harbaugh. Joe? Uh, this is Michigan's second of their first six tune-up games. So I'd say they're going to win 63-3 to again. All right, now uh, I've been to the campus of University of Central Florida. Oh my God! But this game's in Ann Arbor. I'm going with Michigan. We're just—I I, I love this. We'll what was that? Going. Where are we going with that? No. I, I've been to the campus. No, of it's just a funny thing. We, we always joke there. around. It, it's just a joke. We got a little steal from the league. Not going to be in Florida, but I've been there. Anyways, Michigan wins. It wasn't the best effort, but I like where his head was at. Yeah. Cool. Nights. All right. It's not last, as good as shower with Michael Phelps. Last though, half sorry. of the day, I'm going to be intermittent on this one because I got exactly 120 seconds until my draft starts for my work league. Well, I uh, still got something. To, uh, yeah, yeah, UFC 203, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into it, boys. We got uh, heavy, two heavyweight fights that are big. and we got, not, Oh, Michigan State's on a bye this week? Yeah, Michigan State's sitting at home. Game planning. Okay, so Wrestling. everyone's been talking about it. We saved Frank's it for last. taking the bye week. We saved it for last. Uh, CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk, there's been talk for, about this for what seems like forever now. He's making his UFC debut from transition from pro wrestling to the UFC. Facing a guy who's already been fighting younger. I didn't realize CM Punk was 37 years old. A lot of people are giving him criticism for just getting a, a, a shot in the UFC when guys work their ass off and don't get one. He's facing a guy. There's an evolution of Punk. I don't care about the hype. I think he's old. I think he's kind of a creep. I think he's going to get his ass whooped at UFC or at UFC 203 by Gall. Yeah, I mean Mickey Gall. He's only two and zero, but one of those wins was a great win that he had in the UFC. And I'm also I also think that Mickey Gall will beat him. He's going to kick his ass. I, I hope it's bad too. I hope he just toys with him a little bit, but they don't do that. He's going to go for the finish. Oh yeah, he's going to he's going to go out there and try and finish him as quick finish as possible. Quick, but if he was, oh man. I mean, I give CM Punk credit. He's been he spent the last two years training. Sure. With Duke Rufus up in Milwaukee. He's got with uh, Anthony Pettis, right? Yeah, too. Anthony Pettis is up from that camp. It's a good camp that he's training with, but I mean, dude, this he never had even he's never been in a fight amateur wise karate match, wrestling match. He's never been in any kind of thing besides just stage thing in the WWE. I don't care if you've been training for two years, man. You got to be unless he's got. And he doesn't even look like he has the natural yeah, talent. He like, doesn't move like, like an Brock Lesnar. Like he's coming to the UFC, being. Uh, NCAA Division One champion. Danny's a freak. Two-time yeah. national champion. Yeah. I mean, this guy More was a legit. steroids than a Russian track star. Was a legit an, amateur wrestler. And CM Punk is literally a guy who fake wrestled. And that's about it. And if you even look at CM Punk, aside from like no no background and any kind of martial art or wrestling, if you just watch a mood, I did watch the I watched the evolution of Punk. But freaking, uh, if you watch it when he moves around when he's doing his sparring, he just doesn't. 
He's, he doesn't have that athletic look. He's not bouncing around like you see a lot of MMA fighters do. He just doesn't – it doesn't feel right, and I, I take pride in my gut instincts, and I just think he's going to get his ass beat. So prove me wrong, CM Punk, but I think you're going to get either choked out quick or TKO. Yeah, and what's up with CM? But you hear that shit? He was like, ah, I shit my pants on national television. I don't care if I get embarrassed. I've pissed my pants as an adult. You don't think I want to do it again, you know? <laughs> What yeah, a I'll fucking loser! That. Yeah, he's. He, I mean, I, 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 I get it though. It's I just, it's, him. it's all just. You know, they had to put something on the fight to make it more interesting. This step eight. It's in Cleveland, you know. It's a big draw. It's, it's like the, the one gate. city Detroit can rip on. So. And then you got the main event, Tony. I mean, you can go ahead and. Well, I mean, that. No we, one really knows we got the co-main so. event, which is Fabricio Verdum and Travis Brown, which Fabricio Verdum is the one who just lost the title to Stipe Miocic, who's fighting in the main event. So that one should be a good fight as well. I'm taking Verdum. I'm taking Verdum as well. I think he's going to bounce back. That way he can get another shot at the title. Against the winner of the main event, which is Stipe Miocic and Alistair Overeem. Overeem. I got him. Um, Overeem is under USADA testing now. Oh. oh that could be a deal breaker. So he's not uh, Uberim anymore, roided out as fuck. He's now just he plain old that. Overeem. Yeah, he could lose that. I just, I just like Overeem. I, I have no real reason to take the pick. I just like him. <laughs> yeah, I just okay. like the fighter. Joe, and I got step eight too. I got Joe defending his CM home Punk? city. If you can go to Brazil, uh, man. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys. You know, CM Punk. I, I think he's, uh, you know, he's kind of always trying to follow in the steps of Brock Lesnar in a way. I think he's like, okay, Brock could do it. Why, why can't I? I'm, I'm, a, I'm an athlete. Uh, I, I can, I can go out there and, and, and do this and. If it's something he wants to do, man, um, good for him. Good, good for getting out there and putting himself out there. Takes a lot of balls, but uh, I, I just don't think it's going to turn into a victory for him. Uh, and then with with uh, Overeem uh, and and Stipe, I think uh, I think that'd just be an interesting matchup. I don't think Overeem's going to have the advantages he used to have when he was on PEDs. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how how he does without him. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. And is it bad that I just want? Because I've have you guys seen CM Punk's girlfriend? She used to be the WWE Women's Champion, hot as you know what. And uh, is it bad that I just want her to be watching right right up close while he gets his ass beat by the twenty four year old? I mean, it's something you should talk to your therapist. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, don't, I just want her. There's to, some you deep, watch. There's something watch him. deep inside of you that you need to work out. You know what I mean? Some <laughs> deep sadistic just. Yeah, that, that's devious motherfucker. Frank, you really need some comments yeah, on the show that, uh, that I'm pretty, pretty sure that they're that if we get a sponsor anytime soon, it's probably gonna be your therapist. I'll just have to be a talk, you know, get talked to a little bit, coached up. But I mean, I think I think you should go talk to somebody about why you want that to happen. But I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I didn't think you need to figure it out. Maybe talk to your mom and tell her you love her. I just want to pull a robbery on him. She's hot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what, else we, what else we got on 203, boys? I'm trying to focus. What I, picks up next? Not much else, but I, we'll get into it at a different time. But I'm super excited for Henderson Bisping, man. There's going to be a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit talking. There's so much to talk about with that. Yeah, that's to a little ways down the road. Yeah, 204. Adrian P- Peterson isn't hurt, is he? What? I'm about to draft. I'm just making sure. Adrian oh, Peterson Jesus. is healthy. You go from that to that. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's healthy, and he's their only offensive threat. Yeah, all right. I think you're all right picking him. But, God, um, so all right, boys, anything else, any, fi- any final thoughts, anything else on your mind? I think we had a great episode so far. I mean, a t- great episode, right? I think, uh, I think. Yeah, I actually I do have good. one more thought because I just made a pick. I get a little wild. We were talking about Kaepernick last week. I had it written down, but, uh, I just oh, want to bring it up yeah. just real quick with the whole knee. I'm, the knee thing is better than sitting out. I don't care about that. We're out. The point I want to make, and a lot of people, people keep talking about his first amendment right to do it. Like it's fine. 
But uh, he's at work. The NFL is a job. It's not just, you know, it's not you sitting down at the stadium saying, I'm not going to stand up for the national anthem because I don't like it. If the 49ers said you got to stand, he does have to stand. You can't use the First Amendment right yeah, there. The First, the first Amendment, because here's the thing with the Constitution. It restricts the right of government. It doesn't restrict the right of, of your uh, your employer, of you know, like, like private company. So yeah, I can't go I, to work. And I just don't want to hear the first. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to hear the First Amendment thing because people can say Second Amendment. I'll bring my gun to work. You know, search and seizure. You can't be like this is my desk. You can't search it. It's the same thing as when you're in school. You don't have rights. Work determines your rights. Well, actually, in school, if it's a public school, you do have rights. I think the whole thing. Yeah, turn you have the right into, to shut the hell up and learn something. The whole thing's just turned into a circus, man. I, I mean, I, I appreciate the thought, but it's just turned into a. Fun. I just wanted to point out that all this First Amendment stuff has to stop Dude, with that. It's just one more me, thought I want to get out there. Yeah, to, to me, man, I, I seriously see like I, I get it, man. Like freedom of speech, freedom, blah, 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 blah. Uh, dude, there's, there's also no abuse of privileges, and that was an abuse of a privilege. Yeah, and just show, I mean, even if you don't agree with something, I, I said this last week, and I'm saying it more calm now, it's just, is it that hard just to just go through the motion? It, I've done, you know many times, countless, especially in the workplace or wherever, at a f- family dinner, wedding, anything, you just, you just sometimes, when you're a different culture, I mean, I went to school in Dearborn, for Christ's sakes, you just... Sometimes you just pay respect and just go through the motion. You don't have to believe in it. I think the whole thing was just un- unprofessional, and I still don't. I stand by my opinion. I don't agree with all that. So I, to, to me, to me, it's just like you know, if if you want to make a statement, right? If you want to exercise your freedom of speech, it, at least educate yourself, right? If if you want to, if you want to go all the way back, and you know, when you talk about freedom of speech, and and, and I mean, this this is the whole thing, you know, the civil rights back in the day and everything. It's along the same lines as what Kaepernick's talking about. Martin Luther King gave one of the most famous speeches in this nation ever, right? Like, I mean, he 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 gave it probably a historic... is a speech besides like the Emancipation Proclamation that defines right. this I nation. mean, he gave one of the most historic, famous speeches uh, known to man in, in in the United States of America, right? He educated himself and he came out with a well prepared speech that that's read back to this day and it's studied in schools, right? And, and and what Kaepernick did was completely opposite. It was belligerent. It was uh, a lack of probably understanding of what's going on in this country. And three, it was insulting. Very very insulting. People who who uh, who, who walk the streets and defend defend the streets inside our nation, and then and then also uh, you know for deploy and defend the outskirts of our nation worldwide. Right. So what he did um, was was absolutely uncalled for in my mind. And then on top of that, he he goes and, and continues to make stupid gestures throughout the week such as wearing those those uh those pig those piggy socks you know the pigs dressed up as cops i mean listen man if, if you're trying to resolve a conflict the, the whole you, you don't just take a stick and start poking the hornet's nest you know what i mean no i totally you, you gotta, agree i yeah, totally like you're, agree you're an athlete you make millions of dollars hire, hire somebody to help educate you and create a speech or create something and become part of a group with, my, part of with my ear to the ground, what I've heard so far is like sometimes he doesn't know what he's doing. When he said he's going to donate that $1 million, it was just off the cuff in that press conference. He's started something that he's, he's out of his element now. Oh, and, he is. Oh, I'm sure he is. And I just well, wanted to say one thing cause while we get the chance. And, Joe, that was awesome what you said, you too, Gerard. But in general, like with all this stuff going on and like the, every story that we keep hearing about in any fashion about this kind of stuff – I just look to the next 10 – I mean, we're young guys still, guys. I mean, I look to the next 10, 15, even 20 years when we're our parents' age. I don't know where the hell we're going to be. We're a little sheltered sometimes where we live. Joe, you're surrounded by the military vibe and all that stuff, so you've got a strong area that you're at. But 
I mean, just the future, I don't know, man. People are just ridiculous about all these things nowadays, especially when it comes to the race and the flags and the guns and the cops. It's like, what the heck? Man, we'll have to get into it one day and really just have a good old-fashioned kumbaya, like, life discussion. But, man, our future, who knows? Yeah, I mean, one thing that everybody loves to overlook in the Martin Luther King speech is what he says is, I want people to be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Yeah, that's a great. That's <laughs> and it's like you look at it's like you want me to you you talk about Martin Luther King. Okay, put, then let me judge you by the content of your character, and your character in this case is shit. I applaud you yep. on that. On that, yeah, good, yeah, Tony, point. Tony, very good statement. That I was, applaud that. That was awesome. Good job, Tony. That was, you just you stole the show there at the end. Tony, Tony took my ice cream sundae <laughs> and threw some extra whipped cream and a couple cherries on top. Oh, three or four cherries. I'm, I'm Can I eat that ice cream sundae now? Tony, wait, he wants to eat ice cream. Six. Tony, yeah, dinner's at six. Bought. He wants to eat <laughs> ice cream sundae, Joe. <laughs> God, you're getting Tony excited. <laughs> I think he wants a Foster salad too. Woohoo! Oh, wow. I, I had a good time, fellas. I really bottoms did. high. Tony, pay the bills. All right. So uh, we got the Facebook fa- page, facebook.com slash revolutionary sports front. Like us there so that we can get the most up-to-date information on the show. We got the Instagram. I actually took a nice little picture of Jerry and Frank watching the Michigan State game Friday night when we were all sitting together watching it. We got Twitter, twitter.com slash RSF podcast. Jerry actually uh, posted a tweet on that account with the picture of Lee Corso drinking a beer. During college game day, when he was clearly giving no fucks, drinking a beer on air, and yeah, of course he's slipping, man, he's getting senile. <laughs> Revolutionary sports. I think CC is Saban coming for his job when Saban retires. He knows he <laughs> knows where it's going. All right, pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, we got revolutionarysportsfront.com is the website. Also, you can find the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe and download from there. Leave us a review on either one of those sites. Leave us some comments on Facebook to let us know how we're doing or email us at revolutionarysportsfront at gmail.com. And that's all for this week. Thanks for being a part of the sports revolution. Adios, amigo! Kaboom.